Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and call us, 208-991-4783. Well, today's episode is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. Thanks so much for all your support. Well, now it's time to get into today's episode. This one is called The Case of the Violent Vegetables. Rinso presents Call the Police. Attention, homicide section. Crime squad detail. Murder suspect in your zone. Close in according to instruction. Between you and the evil outside the law, between you and the housebreaker, the kidnapper, the murderer, stands the policeman of your community. He gives up his sleep that you may sleep unafraid. He gives up his safety that you may be safe. And if need be, he gives up his life to protect yours. The Lever Brothers Company, makers of Triple Action Rinso, bring you... Call the Police, starring Joseph Julian and Joan Tompkins. This new series of realistic radio dramas is inspired by the courageous work of police departments all over America. This is Commissioner Bill Grant. Every once in a while, I like to look through the files of the Ashland Police Department just to remind myself that sometimes the difference between a murder solved and a murder gone unpunished can be a very little thing. A piece of string, maybe, or the core of an apple. As a matter of fact, there's a file card on my desk right now, number 439-652. The name up at the top of the card is Tenney, Calvin Tenney. He kept a fruit stand at the corner of Tremont and Pine. That's where the case began. Nice apples he got there, Pop. Huh? Oh, oh, Argon apples. This is the only fruit stand in town carries them. Try one. Sure. Yeah, not bad, Pop. Name is Tenny. Not bad at all. How's business, Pop? Well, you know how fruit stand goes. One week up, one week down. From now on, it's all done. Huh? You're going out of business, Pop. I what? Mm Mm-hmm. Besides, your, your health ain't so good. Oh, my health's all right. I'm not so young, maybe, I like but... this apple. Your health's bad. Things are worse. I don't understand. Yeah, I will have another apple. Close up the stand, Bob. Take a vacation, retire, raise chickens, do anything. I don't care, but... Close up the stand. <laughs> <laughs> 
first. Now, why should you I... You know, the second apple's as good as the first. Because if you don't, Pop, they'll pick you up in an alley one of these nights. I'll tell you what, Pop, give me a bag full of those apples, huh? In an alley, Pop. And lay them down. Because you got bullets, Pop. And you're dead. Commissioner. Huh? It's six o'clock. Oh, yeah, sure. Commissioner, six o'clock is when all good police officials go home. Uh, okay, Maggio, I was just... Uh, what's that? Oh, somebody exercising their lungs. I'll go take a look. What is it, Maggio? Maggio! Oh, there's a guy out here who runs a fruit stand beeping because his license hasn't been renewed. Why wasn't it renewed? Well, it stands on the corner of Tremont and Pine, right next to the bank. The president wrote and said he didn't like it. It ain't dignified or something. There's the parking lot across the street, or the Langley dump in the third corner. My commissioner, the Langley mansion is one of the city's landmarks. Well, it's still an eyesore. It hasn't been lived in for 50 years. Maggio, let me talk to that man. Commissioner, it's unimportant routine stuff. Well, apparently it's pretty important to him. Okay, commissioner. Hey, you. Come on in. There he is, behind a desk, mister. Mr. Grant? Grab a chair. You're, uh... Tenney. Calvin Tenney. Oh, yes. You've had that stand at Tremont and Pine for some time, haven't you, Mr. Tenney? Twenty-three years, last April. Well, let me go through the papers on it. When do you need the renewal? Tomorrow. Maggio, have the department suspend action until I can review this thing. Mr. Tenney can keep his stand until then. All right. Thank you, Mr. Commissioner. And, uh, there was one other thing. Yesterday, I was threatened... You were, right? The man I never seen before who warned me to close up the stand or be killed. Hmm. What did he look like? Oh, he's ordinary. Well, that doesn't help a lot. Well, he kind of medium everything. That's all. Uh-huh. Well, I'll have the patrolman on the beat keep his eyes open. In the meantime, you take care of yourself. Yes, sir. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye. Now let's get out of here, Maggio. I've got a. Uh, to attend a civic function. With uh, Libby Tyler? Who else? Uh-uh. Nice legs, nice eyes, nice... Ah, but why do they have to send her to college? She's bright, Maggio. Yeah, and that's bad in the dish. Gives them ideas about criminal psychology, for instance. Makes them take jobs with the department. Assistant to the criminal psychologist, for instance. This is supposed to be an up-to-date police department, Maggio. We need... Commissioner, when I take a girl out... I'm not interested in Batillon measurements. I'm interested in other kinds of measurements. <laughs> okay, Maggio. Will you cover that Tenny affair? Tenny will stay on that corner till all this fruit gets rotten. Go on, have some fun, Commissioner. You've got it coming to you. Uh, Commissioner, you stepped on my toe. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry, Libby. Uh, <laughs> still thinking about that Tenny thing? I guess I am. Can't decide whether he was really threatened or whether he just made up that story. Well, it's possible. The world's full of criminals. You know, since I've been working in the criminal psychology department, I see them everywhere. You do? Yeah. Well, you, you take that man over there. See him? Positive he's a criminal. The way his forehead recedes. Those lobes on his ears. Libby, that's James Carson. Has he got a record? Uh-huh. See? 
He's been principal of the West Side High School for the last 30 years. Oh. <laughs> well, all I've got to say is they better keep an eye on that high school. Well, there's Maggio looking... Oh. Hey, Maggio. Oh, Commissioner. Hello, Sergeant. Hello, Miss Tyler. Commissioner, I hate to bust up your party, but I thought you'd want to know right away. Know what? We just got word at headquarters for Mrs. Tenney. Yes? Tenney is missing. Maggio told Libby Tyler and me that old man Tenney had just been reported missing. We grabbed a squad car and highballed it right down to Tenney's fruit stand. Three mountain pine, Commissioner. There's Stan. It's all shut up for the night. Maggio. Yeah? What? Oh, a couple of oranges caught in a wooden shutter. So what? Those oranges are ruined. A man running this stand for over 20 years wouldn't do that. Unless he was frightened or... Unless he didn't close that stand down himself. You setting this up for a snatch, Commissioner? It could be. Why would anyone want to kidnap Mr. Tenney? I don't know, Libby. But that's what it looks like. Well, we've got the alarm out for him. Routine's covered. Come on, let's get back to the car. Maggio. Yeah, Commissioner? If you snatched a man on the corner of Tremont and Pine, and you wanted to get away fast to where there weren't many people around, where would you go? Well, let me see. Straight up pine, less than a mile, and I'd be up in the hills. All right, then get going. Straight up pine. Well, we're getting close to Ellerton. Hasn't been a break in the road so far. I don't like that. We're coming to a side road. Take it, Maggio. Okay. But why? If they took Tenny out of the city, they wouldn't take him into another one. This road's the first break in the main highway. It ain't a good road, State. That's what they'd want. Slow down. I got it. The road's petering out. Ah, dead end in the middle of nowhere. Just trees around us. Trees and darkness. Come here. Oh, you found something? Look. Tire marks. They're not very clear, but the car was parked here. Bill, the edge of the road here. Yeah. It's been smeared. Though so something were dragged along the ground. Hey, look. Apple core. Come on. Hey, I don't like this. In among the trees, it's so dark. These have been disturbed. I'm getting someplace. Commissioner, over here. Okay. Libby, better stay where you are. Why? Because Tinny ain't missing anymore. And he ain't good to look at. As soon as we got back to headquarters, I got the boys started. Photographs, plaster casts of footprints, ballistics tests. I also let the boys play with the apple core we found. They put varnish and phosphoric powder and things like that. Sometimes they find out what kind of teeth the man had who chewed it. Later, I went to see Wiley, president of the Traveler's Bank. Wiley, who had objected to the stand because it wasn't dignified. Commissioner, I consider this an intrusion, unwarranted and presumptuous. I shall speak to the mayor about it. You do that, Mr. Wiley, but first I wish you'd speak to me about it. Your letter said you wanted Tenny's fruit stand shut up because it was on the same corner as the bank, and you didn't consider it pretty enough. That is quite correct. 
Are you sure you had no other reason? What other reason could I have had? Yeah. All right, Mr. Wiley. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Hi, Joe. Yeah, waiting here like old faithful. You get anything? No, not a thing, I'm afraid. Tired of walking? I just thought of something. Wiley's garage. Very interesting. Architecturally. That's his car I'm interested in. Come on. Oh, don't you ever give up, Commissioner. What could there be in Wiley's car? Here we are. Chauffeur's quarters over the garage, huh? Hope we don't wake him. Got a light? And a torch. Good. What are you looking for inside the car? Blood? Bullet holes or... Look. An apple core. Now, Joe, that apple core we found in Wiley's car is the same kind of apple core as the one we found on the road. I had the boys make a quick check. They're both Oregon apples, and Tenny was the only stand in town that carried Oregon apples. Ah, you have got yourself something. All right, let's go arrest Wiley. Now, Joe, we can't go to court with circumstantial evidence and no motive. Yeah, jury's on nuts about motive. Hello. Oh, hello, Libby. Bill, I-, I couldn't sleep all night thinking of Mr. Tenney, and I-, I want to do something about it. I know how you feel, Libby. We're doing all we can, testing and checking everything. But that's just routine. Well, Libby, 99 police cases out of 100 are cracked by routine. This is the hundredth case, Bill. And I think I'm on the right track, the psychological track that... Juries don't care for psychological proof. Have you got anyone to bring before a jury yet? No, but... Well, I'm going to get you that someone. Bill? Mr. Wiley is mixed up in this thing somehow. Well, there are a couple of pointers to him, sure, but... He killed Tenny, or had him killed, because he was planning to rob his own bank. Abscond with the funds. That's why Wiley sent that letter of complaint to the department. But, Libby, why should Wiley have the old man killed? I don't know. You don't either. But, Bill, I'm going to find out. Wiley won't answer the doorbell. Sure, he's inside. Well, I'll get him later. I thought Mr. Wiley was inside. His car's here. The chauffeur's washing it down. I wonder if... Yes. Hello? Yeah? Was the car out last night? What do you want to know for, Miss... Because I think it was out. So what? Nothing. Nothing important. Yeah? What do you want to know about the car for? Well, I... Is that a gun? It's a gun. Don't turn your head. Just walk into the garage. Act natural. But 
I don't I said walk. That's good. Now, would you like to tell me why you're so interested in where the car was last night? It's none of your business. No? What? What are you going to do? Just this. Commissioner, keep on wearing that track in the floor and you'll be down in the men's locker room soon. Oh, the whole day's shut. Nothing. Nothing we can make a case out of. Old lady Tenney's got herself a case. What's that? Went off a rock. I wound up in General Hospital. What happened? The ah, way I got it from the desk, she was wandering around the stand all night. Well, next to her living room, I suppose that's the most familiar place in the world to her. Anyway, she got hysterical, told a cop on a beach she saw ghosts. Ghosts? Keep going. Oh, there's nothing to it. Claims she saw lights, saw shadows moving in the old Langley dump. Now, oh, that place has been boarded up for 50 years. Why wasn't I told about this before? You're too busy to be bothered with the ravings of a hysterical woman. She may have been hysterical, Maggio, but she wasn't raving. Now, wait Don't you realize she's given us the key to this whole case? No, I don't. Because... Sure, Maggio. There were ghosts in that house last night. Rinso White and Rinso Bright. Ladies, have you heard the case of the whitest, brightest wash in town? Well, it's no mystery now. Rinso solved that one. <laughs> I'd bet on Rinso. When the washer salesman suggested I use Rinso, I never dreamed it would make such a difference. But you should see my clothes. White things like fresh, clean snow and washable colors, bright and gay, even after scores of washing. Yes, Rinso always gets top results. So it's no wonder only Rinso carries the recommendation of the makers of 33 leading washers. For Rinso's triple-action formula gives you a special soapy-rich base, an amazing suds booster, and a marvelous grease chaser. Ask for Rinso for a Rinso white wash with ease, a Rinso bright wash with safety. When I heard that the hysterical Mrs. Tenney had reported ghosts in the old Langley mansion, the idea struck me. Maggio and I led off in one car, and a detail of squad men followed us in another. We pulled up to the Langley house about midnight, slipped in the back entrance. And we sat there in the dusty old dump and waited. And waited. Two o'clock, Commissioner. Don't you think it's about time you told us what we're waiting for? Yeah, All right. The home bank across the street is being robbed right now. What? what? Well, let's go get them. No, no, it's easier this way. I have a prejudice against cops being killed. But That's why I ordered the cop on the beat to stay away from the bank tonight. Take a look now, Maggio. Okay. See the front of the bank through the crack in the window. Hey, hey, they're coming out now. Good. They're getting into a car. Hey, Commissioner, what do we do? Just sit here? That, Maggio, is exactly what we do. I could think of lots nicer places to sit around in. 
This will get better as we go along. Shh. All right, men. The company I promised you is coming. They'll be using the back door any minute now. Take them the minute they come in. They're yours, boys. All right. Come on, put your hands up over there. All right, Commissioner, everything's under control. We can have a light now. That's better. Anybody hurt? Nobody hurt, Commissioner. Good. Well, well, well. Four little gangsters loaded to the hilt with bank money, huh? Hey, those are the guys who just robbed the bank. That's right. And they headed back here. You knew that? That's right. Oh, well, I'll be... I'll be, I am. But how about Tenny's killer? Is he one of these babies? No, he isn't. Let's go get him. Go where? Wiley's house. Uh, let me get it straight, Commissioner, before we go in and see Wiley. Now, you figured the Langley house was going to be used as a hideaway because of old Mrs. Tenney's ghost stories. That's right. What do the police do in the case of a bank job? They throw roadblocks around the city, stop every automobile in sight. But suppose you drive the getaway car a couple of blocks and abandon it, and then go back. Back to across the street from the bank you cracked. An old empty house. You dig in for a few days, the police think you've escaped, then you just walk out. Hmm... Good thing you decided to be a policeman instead of a crook. There's Wiley's doorbell. And you figured Wiley acted as a finger man, huh? That's a new twist, too. Who? Oh, Commissioner, this is getting to be too much. We'll come in. Just a minute. Keep your shirt on, Mr. Wiley. For one thing, your bank was robbed tonight. I'm glad you're so cheerful about it. What kind of a police commissioner are you? The gang was caught and every penny returned. Oh, and what do you want from me? Or investigating? Oh, your girl was here, too. I didn't let her in, though. Libby Tyler? So she started on that chauffeur of mine. Did you see her leave? No. No, I'm not a snoop. Like some people. She hasn't been around all day yet. Maggio, I think we've got trouble. matter the gag bothering your sister? Oh, don't worry. That cop tries to come up here and get me. Gags won't bother you, baby. Nothing will. Because... Uh-oh. We're walking out of the main house, coming down. <laughs> hey, your boyfriend's done it. Got Wiley in handcuffs, taking him downtown. Nice work, Commissioner. Yeah. Stop in front of the garage underneath the window here. Ring in the window. Ah, must be the one me to lock up the house or something. Pick up Wiley Tab for the job, I'm in the clear. Take it easy, sister. I'll be back. Yep. We're arresting your boss. Oh, what'd he do? Read about it in tomorrow's paper. Come here. Take these keys, lock up the big house. Okay. All right, Maggio. Reach, mister. Hey, uh, what is... Hiya. Very pretty. Now, we'll see if these fit. Well, they fit very nice. And you handcuffs look good, killer. And now, will you take these handcuffs off me, Commissioner? Certainly, Mr. Wiley. Nice of you to let us use you as a decoy. There you are. Thank you. As for you, King, you're fired. What's more, killer, you're going to be fired in a different way pretty soon. 
Come on, let's get down to headquarters. I think the commission is going to be busy. Bill, I'm so glad. I'm so Easy, glad. Easy, Libby. It's all over now. I thought Mr. Wiley was behind all this. Oh, Libby, it was a gang who were setting things up to use the Langley place as a hideout. They couldn't have afford to have a guy like Tenny around. He'd spot something and talk. But how, how did you know the chauffeur was involved? Did you notice he had a toothbrush missing in front? The cast made of the apple core we found in the car and on the road shows that. Then there was the fact that the chauffeur just started on his job with Wiley yesterday. He, he bragged to me about how he'd worked the whole plan out. How he got the job with Wiley so he could be around without arousing suspicion and, and get to know the bank well enough and... How did you know the chauffeur was new, Bill? Old man Tenny, remember? He told me a stranger had threatened him. But unless Wiley had hired a new chauffeur, Tenny would have known him. He saw Wiley drive up to the bank every day. He would have certainly known what his chauffeur looked like. Oh... You're bright, Bill. No. No, I'm just a cop who's trying. Hmm. I guess you're not so bright after all. Why? Well, here you've just saved a girl's life. A girl might be very grateful. If you were really bright, you'd think of something to do about it. <laughs> Bill Grant will be back in just a moment with the Lever Brothers Police Award of Valor. This week, presented to a police officer who, in spite of almost mortal wounds, apprehended a vicious bandit. But first... Yoo-hoo! Helen! Look at this cotton suit I'm wearing. Would you believe it? I've had it three years. Skirts are longer, so I let out the hem, and now it looks simply wonderful. Of course, though, I've never washed it in anything but rinse Yes, these days, lots of smart women are congratulating themselves that they've always given their clothes rinse care, because rinse care means longer wear. You see, rinse triple action formula is safe for washable colors, gentle to washable fabrics, so remember, Rinso for a safe and dazzling wash. A wash that's Rinso white and Rinso bright. Keep on asking for Rinso. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Commissioner Bill Grant. It gives me a great deal of pleasure to present the Lever Brothers Plaque of Valor this week to Police Officer Bernard Shea of the Police Force of San Francisco, California. Patrolman Shea was selected by Chief Peter J. Sicardi, lifetime member of the Executive Board of the International Association of Chiefs of Police. On February the 4th, 1947, Patrolman Shea's first day on the police force, he spotted a bandit escaping from a neighboring jewelry store. Shea gave chase. The bandit turned and fired. The bullet struck Shea in the chest. Shea staggered but kept coming. Again the bandit fired. A second bullet ripped into Shea's abdomen. Shea closed in. A third bullet struck him in the left arm. And in spite of excruciating pain and profuse bleeding, Shea grappled with the bandit and with his last ounce of strength succeeded in handcuffing him before he collapsed. The bandit pleaded guilty of robbery and was sentenced to San Quentin Penitentiary. Shea is now recuperating in emergency hospital. So to police officer Bernard Shea goes $100 and this week's Lever Brothers Plaque of Valor. Congratulations, too, to Chief Dulier and the police force of San Francisco for their unfailing effort to protect the people of your community. 
And every responsible citizen can promote positive action in education by taking an active interest in the schools of your community. If your children are to have the kind of education you want them to have, well-trained teachers, proud of their profession, are essential. Your children's schools must have the best possible buildings and equipment. By joining your community's school associations and groups, you can help your schools maintain the traditionally high standards of American education. This is Jay Sims reminding you to be with us next Tuesday night when Lever Brothers Company, makers of Rinso, bring you another exciting, realistic police case. Listen next week to... The Case of the Three Used Bullets. NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. Well, another uh, twisting, turning case. Uh, this one really had me guessing uh, as I listened the first time. And Libby Tyler came close to being right, but uh, not quite. Uh, or guess... Uh, they, they uh, do seem to have kind of some mixed thoughts on this whole area of police psychology. Uh, so it's, it's kind of interesting how that continues to play in the show. Uh, well, we do, uh, begin, have some emails here, uh, from listeners, uh, regarding Call the Police. Joan says, I just wanted to let you know you have a winner here. I really like the show. I just listened to it and I think it's great. Thank you for allowing us the pleasure of listening to this series. And, uh, Timothy points out, uh, that, uh, when he heard it, the closing and opening sections of the show, uh, were mixed up. I'm not certain how that uh, happened. I'll uh, look into that. Uh, but he does uh, conclude by saying, even though I'm not a particular fan of police procedurals, I think I will likely enjoy the series. I've all certainly missed the Fat Man. It's a shame that so uh, few episodes of the series remain today. As always, keep up the great work, Adam. Well, thanks so much. And I definitely agree about the Fat Man. Uh, I wish there were as many episodes as there were of uh, Sam Spade and other series. And, who knows, maybe some will come up. Um, I should note, you're going to see a little bit of a shift on this series. Uh, we had, actually, all three episodes right in a row. Uh, and those are the first three episodes of the 1947 summer season. Uh, well, the program returned for two more summer seasons... Uh, the next one is the 1948 season, so entirely different cast. Uh, will be coming up next week for the final two weeks. And then, of course, as I've mentioned before, we'll then uh, be bringing you a life in your hands. All right, well, that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Let George Do It. And then we'll be back 
Next Tuesday, four call the police. In the meanwhile, uh, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and call us 208-991-4783. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.